Hey guys, this is Jennifer from the Shooter's Mindset and we are live with episode 383. We've got our co-host here, Greg Cannon. How's it going tonight? Hey everyone. And our guest of the hour, who is not a stranger to the show. I think we've had him on once, maybe twice before. Uh, we got Andy Slade here with us. How's it going, Andy? It's going great. Thank you so much for having me. So you have a lot going on that we're going to talk about this show. Um, a new match coming up, some maybe a trip next week. But for anybody that doesn't know you, can you just give us a little intro, like how you got into shooting, how you got into doing what you do now, um, kind of who you are a little bit? Absolutely. So I got into shooting years ago. I grew up in, you know, in the southern United States here in Virginia. And my parents, you know, would uh, take me hunting and stuff. And it became a big part of our life. And it was something that I did as a child and it grew into something that I did for a living when I joined the Marine Corps. And, you know, they give me, they gave me an opportunity to go out and enjoy that and, and get better at it. I became a coach and a trainer. So got to be on the uh, Marine Corps marksmanship team. And that went on into uh, shooting PRS competitions for, this is real abbreviated by the way. So got going into shooting competitions for, about, uh, let's see, I started my first PRS two-day in 2017, so it's been about seven years now, and um, got out of the Marine Corps, went to work at UPS, and they decided to go a little crazy with their uh, COVID policy, and I decided I wasn't going to stand for it, so we started Rifleman's Path as a training company to teach people how to get better and accomplish their goals, and God has really blessed our family. We've been super busy since the day we started. And we're doing that down at Pig River here in Virginia. And we're specializing in one-on-one -on -one coaching to help you get your shooting game to the next level. And we're also running PRS matches and um, doing all kinds of things in the shooting sports. So I'm working for MDT as well. So you might see some YouTube videos of me out there uh, on, on YouTube doing stuff for MDT and trying to do as much hunting as I can and Pretty much everything we can do to keep a rifle in my hand and enjoy that and have a good time with it. You stay busy. When did you start your coaching? Because that's a sort of new development, but I feel like it just like you said you were going to do it and it like took off. <laughs> yeah. So um, we officially full time started in September of last year. So it's almost been a year and it has been incredible. Uh, and, you know, I think the, the reason for that success, number one, I think God is a huge part of that for me. And, and I'm not going to act like it's not. It's, it's been something that I feel like he's had a huge part in. Um, and also the, the success of our students. So, you know, when our, when our students are out performing every weekend and winning matches and performing like just incredibly well and reaching goals, uh, you know, Laurel's going to be going to the international shoot here in a few weeks, and I'm sure we'll talk about that some. But, you know, when your students are performing well, it looks good for the instructor and they're doing all the work. And I just sit back and tell them to move the foot or the shoulder a little bit. And I end up getting a little bit of credit for it, which is probably, <laughs> you know, I appreciate it when it happens. But the students are the ones out there doing the work for sure. You uh, what's so funny, Greg? Is there a live? No, I was just giggling at Andy's description of that. Tell them uh, to move their foot and get a little bit of credit. That's yeah. true. Hey, sometimes a little bit can change a lot. Uh-huh. It, it's amazing when you have those small realization, like uh, just the tiniest little things. And it's just like, I can all of a sudden see the bullet fly the entire way to the target which helps out, you know, just a wee bit with what we do. Yeah. You know, having a real process, that's something that we are just hammering right now with students is like, you need a process. And if you can't, if you can't go through and quantify your process and be able to tell when you're outside of your process, you're going to struggle. You may have some moments of, of greatness, but you're also going to have real inconsistency in your shooting game. So uh, I think I think that's something that we're really doing a good job with down here in Virginia, teaching people is how to have a process, stick to it, and to be able to practice that and be able to know when, you know, you're improving, quantify those goals, quantify your performance, and then be able to 
see exactly how you're improving. So what kind of different processes should a shooter have? You know, it's like, I know I have, I know you're big on the pre-stage and, and post-stage checklists. And I've driven that into myself ever since my first match. But do you have like pre and post match also, or even like, you know, even down to the micro level of like pre and post shot? So I think you have to have a shot process. Uh, as you said, I, I, I put out those checklists and um, it's not something that I sell. I just give it to my students and anybody that asks at a match, I, I try to have a couple extras on me, but I just hate seeing people make so many mistakes. So if, mm -hmm. if you can go by that checklist, you know, there's a pilot in an airframe. If he's got 10,000 hours in an airframe, he's still going to go line by line down a checklist. So we use checklists for pretty much everything. And that shot process, when you get to a stage, needs to start at the very beginning of that. And you need to be able to go through from reading the matchbook, looking downrange, having everything laid out in such a way that you can do it exactly the same every single time, because that consistency is going to build consistency in your performance. And that consistent performance is what's going to turn into your overall match performance. So to answer your question, yeah, we absolutely teach a uh, individual shot process for every single bullet that goes down range and a way to practice that. So you need to, you need to know how to start that from the time that the stage timer goes off and where your feet need to go and where your eyes should be looking and how to place the bag, how to hold the bag, where your hands should be at certain times of the, of the stage. Like for example, one of the things I teach is that your hand should go to the bolt whenever you're looking through the glass so you don't steer the rifle like a rudder. So when when you first set the rifle down, you look over top, go to anchor point, find your target over top of the scope. When you go down into the glass, your hand should come up to that bolt and be ready to close the bolt whenever you're ready. But what that does by having your hand up on the bolt is it keeps you from steering the rifle because we should be moving our body like to move our natural point of aim and not inducing that muscle tension into our position so that's just a piece of what we do um, you know there's a there's a lot to that shot process but by training it and then going back home and implementing implementing it into your practice you'll have that so that whether you're tired or hungry or sweaty or cold you'll do the exact same process every single time and by doing that every single time you're going to have that consistent performance which leads to those high hit percentages that it takes to perform at the top levels so uh, Tony just commented that he makes you see things different, which helps. And like literally just that explanation there, it's like I'm thinking to how I'm getting on the rifle and how having that as a method would help. So that's awesome. So you enjoy coaching. What's going on next week that you might be helping coach with? Yeah. So the, the uh, international shooting competition is being held in France and please don't ask me to pronounce the place that it's being held because I'm <laughs> pronounce it a way that we probably don't want on here. Oh no, uh, that's the way that you pronounce it actually. Is it? We asked Philippe on the show and he said it and I was like, okay. All right. So it's going to be in a B word in France. And anyway, so Laurel Aikenhead is a girl that I've been working with for a while and she is absolutely amazing. She is able to do things that I've just not seen other people be able to do. Her mental, her mental capacity to be able to track things during a stage, react to wind, react to shift and mirage, uh, control her heart rate due to stress or physical exertion. She is incredible. And I don't think some of her performance lately has reflected that. We've you know, she had one match that uh, she had a barrel go out because we had let it run a little long and I'll take responsibility for that. But we we had too many rounds on her barrel at this last match, but she is incredible. And anyway, so her and you guys don't know a girl named Allison Zane, do you? I don't know if I've heard of her. <laughs> yeah. So Allison is going to be the other part. And then Peyton. So the ladies team for the United States is absolutely going to just crush. And I think they may even be competing for the overall. I think absolutely they could win the overall if the boys aren't careful. So um, I'm going to help coach Team USA in France. And we just couldn't be excited about it. I think it's going to be unreal. 
That is, that is going to be awesome. If there's a, uh, uh, what do you call it? The people you bet with? I don't, I don't do that stuff. I like, I've never like gambled on anything really. I went to a casino once. I spent a dollar over three hours, but <laughs> I would put a large stack of cash on the ladies team USA. Like the whole thing. So will you be able to be right there on the firing line with them and talk to them before stages and after stages? So our anticipation, I'm not 100% sure how it's going to work, but I think it's going to be like I'm just another competitor there. So whenever she's not on the clock and actively engaging targets, I'll be able to coach her. So I'll be right there with her like normal. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not 100% sure, but that's, that's the idea is that I'm going to be able to, you know, remind her to follow that process and to go through that checklist and I'll be able to catch, you know, maybe some wind changes for her and the team. Um, you know, it's something that I feel like I do a pretty good job with and hopefully it works out really well. That'd be awesome. When do y'all head over? So we'll be, we'll be leaving on Thursday going out and hopefully we'll have some little bit of time. We plan on not only shooting the match, but we plan on going to, do a little bit of touristy stuff. You know, obviously I was in the Marine Corps and I'm real big on um, American history and no better place to go than Normandy down there to see where the United States got into that war. And um, there's also Bella Wood, which was a very well-known battle there that the Marine Corps was involved in. And anyway, hopefully we'll be able to see some of that history and I'm not a real big city guy, so you won't really catch me in Paris, but uh, hopefully I'll be out there and checking out some of the historical sites for sure. That'll be awesome. So Paris is pretty cool. I went there last year during SHOT Show. Awesome. Any recommend like can't miss type of thing? I'm joking. There's all of a sudden, you'll, the cool thing about Vegas is you'll like walk down this hallway, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's the Eiffel Tower. I just like walked out of a casino here's the eiffel tower that's kind of cool yeah, it went right over my head i'm sorry <laughs> it's all good. i was just like oh my gosh so you just shot wisconsin how was that match wisconsin was great so there's um drew walter lives about three hours north of me and we were talking about going and he's like yeah andy come on up you can ride in my rv and we'll go and have a good time <laughs> he didn't he didn't tell me that he was going to be doing like steaks and, you know, corn in the smoker and, you know, just treating us the whole time. So he really did it up. So we had a great trip. It took about 16 hours of drive time and we got up there Thursday evening and parked the RV. And then, uh, man, we, we went right into it Friday morning, went out and did the AB lab. Have you guys done that yet? Yes. It's fun. Yeah, AB Lab, super cool. So we got, uh, man, my rifle's shooting great. I had 1% uh, BC variation, so it was doing pretty good. And then um, real low SDs and everything, and it, it did just fine. I'm running that VR at 2830 now and uh, with a 105 hybrid, and it's, it's working really well. So uh, the match itself is great. It's on a vineyard, and it's, it's got a really nice high-end feel to it, like – nice winery at, at the top of the vineyard where you first go in and man it's 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 a beautiful place the people ken and missy they're both super cool and really welcoming and everything and they laid out a course of fire that the target sizes were a little large and i think that's represented in the overall scores that you see and how tight they were um and if I had my preference, maybe the targets would have been a little smaller, but that's about the only negative thing. And it's not even really negative. It's just a personal preference. But um, they had a lot of mind games, which I'm not used to doing. They did like a lot of three, two, one, one, two, three, two, one, three engagements. Mm -hmm. And if I had known that, maybe I would have practiced that a little bit. But anyway, it was it was a great match. Had a great time. I ended up shooting about 91% of available and there were two points separating where I was at and fifth place, which was 13th all the way down to fifth, two points. Ooh, that's a tight field. Yeah. I can't wait until I get to Andy's level where I can talk about a match and be like, yeah, the targets were too big. I've, I've never once in my life said that. Well, I can just, 
the thing is it allows you when when you do get to a certain level it's hard to separate yourself from the mm. other shooter um so i only missed i think six or seven shots all weekend and the rest of my loss of points came from shooting and hitting a target but just shooting the wrong target because it was out of order so anyway um you know marine corps not 100 percent the smartest guy in the head but you know uh we we definitely hit a lot of targets this weekend and the gun was just crushing but you know hard not to when you've got keith baker building your guns fair enough yeah that'll do it so i hear you're uh running a match soon called the major land snipers cup who is major land so major land was a marine back in the vietnam era and still is marine once marine always marine and he happened to be the person that headed up first marine division and during the vietnam one of the vietnam deployments and ended up being Carlos Hathcock's CO during the Vietnam deployment that he got so famous for. So he's a real character. He's been in the shooting sport in the shooting side of the Marine Corps for a long time. He was uh, in charge of marksmanship and in charge of uh, setting up the actual Marine Corps sniper school and the MOS. So it's a huge piece of history there. And we are really excited to announce that he's going to be the honorary match director. And it's going to be like his in his theme for the major land snipers cup. So it's going to be in Virginia near Appomattox. And it's going to be on top of a cool mountain that's uh, called Spears mountain. And it used to be an old communication site for comms from camp David down to Bragg. So it's awesome. It's like on the very tip top of this mountain and you can see for like 10 miles in every direction and it's going to be a really good time. And what is the date of the match? You said it's in Virginia, but what's the date? So it's going to be, I should know this off the top. Um, it's the weekend after the grind. So it's October. Can you look at the calendar for me? I can't look at my uh, phone right now. I'll look up the date. Well, you yep. October 8th and 9th, 2022. I apologize. And registration is going to go live August 16th on practice score. We're going to be pushing that out on social media and everything, but you will see registration August 16th. So going back to major land for a minute. So um, the, the whole, the, the whole theme of the match is that it's going to be an old school sniper match. So instead of having the PRS feel to it, like we love PRS, right? And I shoot it, I'm a member, I coach it, um, you know, I, I host matches, we do all the PRS stuff, but there's also another thing. And that's like the sniper match style. So what that means is we're gonna have targets from 10 yards, potentially really close to 2000 yards. And you're going to be able to shoot any weapon system you want from 223 all the way up to 338. So run what you brought. If you want to bring a Magnum, bring a Magnum. If you want to shoot a Dasher, shoot a Dasher. If you want to shoot it with a 6.5 PRC, by all means, shoot a 6.5 PRC. And what you're going to see is that there's a lot of prone stages, but you're going to have to find and engage those targets on the clock with a partner. Do you have to use one gun for the whole match? Yep. So you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna show up with your your rifle. And unless you have a mechanical failure, you're gonna keep that rifle for the rest of the match. So it's not gonna be like a, a golf caddy where it's like, all right, hand me my two, two, three, and then hand me my three hundred wind mag kind of thing. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Like yeah. you know, caddy. I would I would I would if I shot a match like that, I would probably find somebody to be my caddy and just be like hand me the 416 barrett please <laughs> right i don't have one of those so they'd have to go to somebody else's cart to get that but that'd be cool 
Right. So we want to we want to go ahead and, and head off any questions before they come up. We know they're going to come up. That's actually the same weekend as the Atlantic Coast finale. And I know that the questions are going to come up. So there, there's a couple answers I want to put out there early. And one of them is why would I host a match the same weekend as the Atlantic Coast finale? Keep in mind, I was approached to help with this event. It was already set up and it was actually set up to run on the Gap Grind weekend. And they were asking if I thought it would be a problem. And I, I told them I thought it would probably not be the best idea to host it on the Gap Grind weekend. So they moved it to the only other weekend that they had available, which is the weekend it's on now. So I want to make sure that everybody knows that if you are qualified for the Atlantic Coast PRS regional finale, go to that. Because, like, I am a regional match director, and I want my guys to go to it. But there's a whole nother set of shooters out there that often don't get to shoot matches because it, they're not being able to shoot either the rifles they have, like their magnums, or they're not getting to shoot their pistols or the, um, you know, the style of match that they want, like find hidden uh, unknown distance targets. So what I will tell you is, you know, if anybody has any issues with what's going on, please give me a call, uh, you know, so I want everybody to have more opportunities to shoot. So if you're qualified for that finale, I highly recommend going to it because it's going to be, you know, a good time. It's going to be exactly what you've been fighting for all year but this is a national level event there's going to be a huge sponsor list which we'll get into here in a little bit and it's going to be televised and it's going to be you know day and night hint hint uh so anyway let's uh we can we can go into a lot of other things but i wanted to you know drama's best stop by going ahead and discussing it before it gets to be a problem so i wanted to put that out there and we are in no way trying to take away from what's going on on the regional level in the PRS. We support that. And if there's anything we can do to help out with that finale, we absolutely will. But at the same time, I'm doing this type of work full time and I've got to support my family. And I felt like I would be a huge addition to this event. And I felt like I could do a good job with it. And I think that we're going to allow military shooters and civilian shooters that don't normally get to shoot this style event a great opportunity yeah and i mean you know stuff like that happens looking at my my calendar i wrote out you know i'm i'm the tech nerd and have all this fancy stuff but calendars is the thing i struggle with so i got a paper calendar and i wrote out you know all the matches i wanted to shoot this year there is not a like at least once a month, there's a weekend where they're, I'm like, okay, there are three different things that I want to shoot. Which one of these am I going to do? There's only 52 weekends in a year, and it happens sometimes. Um, we're going to hit our midpoint real quick. Uh, remember, if you're watching this live on Facebook, ask any questions you guys have of Andy right here in the comments section of the video. Um, and if we can, we'll ask it live on air. Other ways to catch us, you can always check back on the Shooter's Mindset Facebook page. The videos will stay up there forever. We usually upload to all the podcast apps the night after the show. And then finally, everything usually ends up on the Shooter's Mindset YouTube page. Um, so that's a great place to go back and check out past episodes. Um, Luke asked if there is a round count yet. Yep. So the way the match format is going to be is there's going to be a max of three rifle targets on each stage. So the max you can engage each rifle target is going to be two rounds on your normal steel engagements. So if you hit it on your first shot, you're going to get two points. And if you hit it on your second shot, you're going to get one point. And then if you miss it both times, you're going to move on to your next target. So if there's three targets and two maximum shots per target, and we're running 18 stages, then the max you could possibly shoot would be, I want to say like, 108 rounds but i would recommend bringing 150 because you're going to want to zero and check you know that type of thing so um it is very magnum friendly we intentionally did it that way so if you think i will say this you could easily shoot this match with a 6.5 creedmoor or a dasher i've seen keith baker go five for five at a mile with a dasher but it is also much easier to do with a 156 6.5 
156 grain 6.5, or maybe even if you're feeling like a man, you can shoot a 338. So uh, however you want to do that, feel free. Or a lady, or a lady could shoot a 338 too. So, um, <laughs> so the round count, we're also going to be doing pistols. So that's another thing that distinguishes what we're doing from what the PRS is doing. Um, there will be pistol on about half the stages, so you can expect that. And Daniel Defense has also said that they would like to put a stage gun or two, and there's potentially some other brands out there like Colt that wouldn't want to do that type of thing. So um, you want to you want to be able to operate an AR-15 if you're coming to this event because we're going to have some you know stage guns out there for you to shoot, and you need to bring a pistol of your own. And I would bring about 200 rounds of pistol ammo just in case it's not your day with the pistol. Is this a team match or a solo match? That's a great question. So we wanted to have a really cool format. Um, one of the things that I love about sniper matches is working with a partner. But one of the things that sometimes limits a match like that is you'll have one partner that's really, really strong, or maybe you have a friend that's not the best, but you would love to shoot with him. So the way it's going to work is you're going to pair up with a partner and you're going to shoot it as a pair and you're going to be able to go out there and shoot your match. You can do it however you want. You can say, Hey, I'm going to shoot this target. Boom. Impact. All right. It's your turn. Go ahead. I was holding four tenths. Boom. Impact. Or you can go out there and just run away from your partner and do, do your own thing. So you're going to start the stage together. So it's you and your partner and you're going to have six minutes per stage and you're going to be able to engage those three targets plus any pistol or carbine targets in that six minute part time. But the match is going to be walked. The prize table is going to be walked as individuals. So you're going to win your prizes based on your individual score. But we will have team scores and team trophies available for those teams that do really well. So can they spot for each other? Absolutely. Yep. Interesting. Yep. So they're going to be able to help each other find the targets and they're going to be able to help each other range the targets and they're going to be able to help each other spot. So uh, they're going to need to, it, it would help you to have a really good partner, but if you're good, you could easily run it yourself and, you know, have your partner there with you and you could help them through it. So it's, it's not uh, six minutes is not a lot of time, but it's enough time. You could run the stage by yourself if you didn't, you're going to have a partner, but if you didn't have a partner, you could still run it yourself in that amount of time. When you say run it by yourself, could um, both, like if you and I were partners and we were starting and we both were really confident in what it was, could we both go out and both start shooting simultaneously or does one have to shoot? And I know you said they can alternate, but do you have to coordinate it or can it be just y'all go basically are there going to be two spotter ROs that are watching or do they have to be calling to the same RO our intent right now is to have two ROs on glass per stage so that if one of the shooters is faster than the other or more competitive than the other he can go ahead and shoot his course fire um, that's our intent right now and that's what we plan on doing the only thing that would keep us from being able to do that is if we're not able to get ROs and I don't think that's going to be a problem but uh, hopefully, if, if you would like to RO for this event, please let me know and you can send me an email or contact me and I'll give you that to put on the show notes. But anyway, um, yeah, we, we definitely would like to have some help for ROs if you're not wanting to shoot the match. And we'd love to be able to have both shooters be able to engage targets at will. Sounds so awesome. I think a different strategy for sure, because I know like Mammoth and um, Vortex Team Sniper Challenge matches. You have to be very good at time management and look at it. You get down to the end and it's like, okay, who can get the points? Hey, you shoot because you're going to get those points. You know, whereas there's going to be a component of two individual scores being done. So it'll add a very interesting dynamic. Yes, absolutely. So what are the stage briefs going to be like on this? Is it going to be like, okay, you know, on this stage, there's three it six and they're in between that pink ribbon and that pink ribbon go. So one of the components of being in the military is you need to know how to use a compass. Um, Ooh. This is not going to be very compass heavy, 
but you will need to bring a compass of some sort, whether it's your phone or you have an actual compass, but we're gonna give you a compass bearing to the targets and you will know that they're in that direction and that's all you're gonna know. And all you have to know is that you're going to find range and engage three different targets and they might all be in a direction or they might be three different directions that we're gonna give you. And they could be anywhere from 10 yards to 2000 yards. That's kind of really cool and really different. I like it. Starts doodling weapon mounted compass. 3D print <laughs> some of them. I'll send them up there. Exactly. That's a, that's a good product idea, right? Oh my gosh. That's what you need. One more thing to hang on your rifle. I could put it on the opposite side of my five by five precision crush timer. That's the greatest thing ever. It is the greatest thing ever. I love my timer, but. What if it was integrated into the timer? Yeah, right. So there's the facility itself is really cool too. So we talked about it just a little bit, but this thing's got paved roads that go all the way to the top of the mountain. So it is an old military facility and, you know, the Uncle Sam doesn't mind spending our tax dollars. So <laughs> it, was, it was completely paved from the bottom of the mountain all the way to the top. It's on a beautiful piece of terrain, and most of the engagements are going to be ridgeline to ridgeline. So you're going to be on the top of this mountain, shooting across to another mountain, and you work your way all the way around this mountain. So you're basically on one contour line working your way around. And I know the question is going to come up, like, is it super physical? Are there rocks? Um, like, do I need to be in really good shape to do this? The answer to all that is no. So, like, you should be in good shape. It's going to make you shoot better, but it's not required. Uh, we're not going to be rucking 20 miles or 30 miles like Mammoth. And I do love Mammoth and I'll be there this year. So, uh, but um, in this event, you only need to be able to physically handle yourself from stage to stage on a fairly improved road around a, not a terrible terrain. So if, as long as you can walk from stage to stage with all your gear and you need to carry all your gear in the stages, um, you'll be just fine. Ben wants to know if there's flush toilets. <laughs> there will be flush toilets probably down at the, uh, so we're having a hospitality dinner. So you're going to get fed a lot at this place. We've got vendors that have already signed on to take care of the food for the shooters. So there's some big names in this thing. There's going to be, um, there's going to be coverage from the Outdoor Life channel. There's going to be uh, the, Barrett and Accuracy International and Daniel Defense and Vortex is going to be the title sponsor and it, it's huge. So uh, we're going to be feeding the shooters a lot. Short Action Customs is going to be doing that for one of them and it should be really cool. This sounds like a heck of an event. Um, Kurt asked if there's a uh, match website and what are the match fees? Yep. So Black Bear Shooting Club is where you need to go for information about the match. So if you go there on Facebook, and I think they do have a www website, um, but we can check on that here real quick. But um, Black Bear Shooting Club is on Facebook and all the information is on there. It's going to be 295 bucks and that's going to include your registration and for one shooter and for your meals and the, um, you know, everything that goes along with the match. So it's pretty standard pricing for a two day event. And not only that, but Trigicon has signed on to come and do a night shoot. So I don't know a lot of people that have put on a night shoot at an event before, and it should be really cool to have thermal out there and engage in targets at night. So the shooters will have that opportunity where a lot of times that's, that's something that's just unheard of at, a, at an event like that. So is the night shoot going to be part of the match, be additional stages that are counted for score, or is it going to be just fun time? So it'll be mainly for just to have a good time. Um, if we can figure out a good way to incorporate it, I'm not a huge fan of like taking somebody else's gear and then making you shoot it for points because I think you should have an opportunity to, 
you know, be really good with your gear that you bring. So um, like any of the stage guns are going to be just to burn time. So you're going to shoot a couple targets and they're not going to be for points, but they'll just burn a little bit of time in the stage. You'll set that down and then move on. Um, but, you know, so this night shoot thing, if I can figure out a way to potentially get you a clip on or something like that, I don't know. We'll see. But if you're shooting your own gun, I'd like to incorporate it for points. But at this point, that's a little bit up in the air. We've still got several months before the match comes, but just know that you will have an opportunity to shoot targets at night. So how mentally challenging will this match be? Is it going to like, I know some of the team matches really do. Um, I think Mammoth is a bit of a mental match um, between, you know, the rucking, making you tired and that mental part of it, but also, um, you know, the red target where they put a target out there and they say, you know, only shoot the, blue, yellow, and green targets, but they put a red one right in, in vision and everybody shoots it, right? Those mental mistakes, kind of like what you were talking about in Wisconsin too. Are there going to be those kinds of mental challenges in this match or is it going to be pretty straightforward? So there's not going to be a lot of gimmicky type stuff. It, you're going to be told exactly what to do and you just need to execute it. Um, there won't be, you know, like, hey, you need to remember these five things and then you only get to shoot five targets types type of deal you know like if you remember two you get to shoot two it won't be like that but there will absolutely be some mental game to it as far as um, being able to manage your time properly being able to engage the correct targets and what you're saying that's that's probably a very accurate situation there's going to be other targets that are in view and you're going to need to make sure that you're engaging the correct targets that were in the brief um, but everything's going to be very straightforward. It's just, are you able to find range and engage using good fundamentals of marksmanship? Awesome. So we were talking a little bit before about kind of the, uh, the lay of the land around here. And you mentioned we were shooting from, uh, ridge to ridge and stuff like that. Have you shot out there? Do you know how the wind is? Is it going to, are there going to be some good little wind trickery things going on in there? Yeah, absolutely. So it is at, at the top of a mountain. So it is unlike any other facility in Virginia in, in that regard. It's going to be super cool. So you will see wind that you may not be familiar with. This is a venue that's never hosted a match like this. So nobody's got like the inside scoop. There's been some ELR events and things like that at this place, but the way the course of fire is going to be laid out, I don't think anybody's going to have a distinct advantage in that regard, but you will absolutely see wind there. It is, uh, you know, some terrain that is not normally seen in Virginia, so that funnels and channelizes that wind as it goes through those ridges and valleys. So shooting out to 2,000 yards, it's, it's going to be cool, but we've got a, a sponsor that it's going to provide target cams that are going to be on the further targets. So you're going to be able to see exactly if you hit or not. That is going to be sweet. Wait, target cams. So they're going to be able to see while they're on the clock if they hit it. Is there going to be like a screen where they can see if they're. So what we're looking to do is to have that set up. They're going to be a stage sponsor and it's going to be it's long shot camera systems. And if we can work it out the way I want to work it out, the RO and the shooter would be able to see that. Um, and also, you know, it is a long ways and it's not easy to, to see exactly where those bullets are going. So the spotter would probably your, your partner would probably be best served to look at the screen for his buddy and then they switch if they were to be able to get the most hits. But I think that would work out really cool and it would be a addition to the stage, I think. That would be awesome to kind of give, give them a little bit of technology to help them out. Cause there's not a lot of people that have shot that far. And, you know, not a lot of people that are going to be shooting this style of match that are going to have, you know, whatever that monstrosity is that Tom Manners walks around with at matches. Um, so I think doing that would be really cool because I think it would just be a great experience. It sounds like people, you know, there's people that have done all of this before, but it sounds like you're taking a little bit of everything and just giving like this massive quantity of fun things to do at one match. 
Well, we just wanted to make sure that, you know, we put everything we can into this event for Mr. Land. So, you know, Major Land contributed a ton to the Marine Corps. And obviously I was in the Marine Corps and it means a lot to me to do that for him. And we wanted to bring something to the table that we could put all of the major uh, branches of military against civilians and shoot together and enjoy that. So there are going to be teams there from, as far as I know right now, I think there's teams that are going to be there from all four branches and, um, you know, they're competition and military teams. So um, I think it's going to be really cool. So where did the idea for this match come from? It's, I mean, I know it's um, four major land and all that, but like, how did the idea come up and how did y'all come up with exactly how you're going to do it? Yep. So there was a group of, of uh, military shooters that were looking for a venue to come out and shoot some different high angle stuff. So, you know, there's a few venues around that you can shoot off of a tower, but the reality is that doesn't give you any angle of fire worth correcting. Uh, at this place and the distances that we have to shoot, you're going to have to either have it in your uh, laser rangefinder or account for it manually on your angle. So these shooters wanted a place in the mountains to come shoot to practice that wind and, and to practice that angle of fire. And they asked if the venue could accommodate by coming up with a course of fire. Well, they started talking about it and coming together on it and eventually it just kept snowballing and it turned into what we have here. So it's gonna give some military shooters or some agency shooters, some different people, the opportunity to come together and practice, but it's also going to see kind of where they stand against each other and against the civilian population. So I think it's a really good thing. And then it all just snowballed into what we have. So um, the guys, once it got to a point to where they realized that we were going to be hosting a national level event they contacted me because they wanted somebody that had experience in directing matches and uh you know a national level competitor as well i mean you know right now i'm uh sitting in the top 25 in the country in the prs so i get to go around and see a ton of matches and different styles and venues um i've been in the top five in mammoth three times so i know what that's like and i know how to you know compete well and sometimes if you can compete well you know how to set up stages that might test uh, marksman's ability. And I think that was a good choice on their part. And, you know, I'm, I'm very honored and humbled that they chose me to do it. It's, uh, but it's something that I've kind of been tailoring my life for, for a long time. Sounds fun. Are there any lives, Greg? We are good on the live side right now. Um, let's talk a little bit more about some of the other awesome stuff going on at the match besides for this overly impressive sounding course of fire. Um, the facility, we talked about all the cool stuff there. Um, I hear there's going to be a vendor row. Yep. So there's a, uh, there's going to be some vendor area on, at sign in and we're going to have places for those guys to come out and check it out and check out products from the vendors. We're also going to have an event that evening on Saturday evening where the shooters are going to come down to a hospitality dinner and we're going to have the vendors set up down there so they can engage with the customers and um, the guys can see some new products and it just it's going to give them a great dinner that's going to be just incredible, as well as the opportunity to talk to some of the, the sponsors of the event and the vendors and stuff like that. So, yeah, it'll be really cool. That sounds super awesome. Um, so this is being called an inaugural match. So can we expect this to become like an annual thing? Absolutely. If everything goes as we think it will, um, we're going to invite everybody involved back again this coming year. And we're going to hope that the people that so graciously supported us this year will be willing to do it again. And I think once they see the level of execution that this thing's going to have, they're going to have to be a part of it. I mean, it's just going to be something that is unrivaled anywhere around because what other event can you have a 338 Laqua engage in targets at 2000 yards, but also have a legit move and target system. And potentially we're, we have a, 
a target system uh, company that has robotics that drive around autonomously. So uh, hopefully that all works out. We're going to get that up there on the mountain and get it tested and proofed out and make sure it works. But if you've seen what I'm talking about, you might know the brand or, or the type style of target that I'm talking about, but they can drive around and yell at you and charge you. And, you know, once you engage them, they fall down. I think Jen almost got in a fight with one of those at SHOT Show. <laughs> well. Oh, that'll be fun. This sounds like a blast. So tell us a little bit about, we. you said Vortex is the title match, but who all is helping support this, sponsor it? Is there a prize table? I know that's the question that all the people really want to know. Um, is there a prize table? How's that working? I know you said it. it's by individual, but. Um. Yep. So there, there are a ton of awesome sponsors already. And I am admittedly a little bit of, <laughs> uh, in other words, technology is not my best thing, right? Like I need to teach people how to shoot, not work on a phone. So I had everything set up for this to have my phone right here with my notes and everything. And then Greg's like, oh, by the way, it's on Zoom, not on Google. <laughs> and that was about four minutes before the meeting started. So all my notes are on my phone and I'm not able to see that right now. But I can tell you that the NRA has come on board. They're going to be supporting this match and the, uh, the match is going to be televised. So all of the vendors that are coming are going to be also put on the outdoor channel as the sponsors for this event. So uh, if you're, if you're listening to this and you think it would help your company in a, in a marketing stance, then by all means, reach out to us and we'll get you involved. Um, there is going to be a huge prize table. Uh, it should be very, very good. And you're also going to be fed and catered to the whole time you're there. So, um, you know, you're going to get lunch and dinner and it's going to be really cool. That sounds pretty awesome. Um, what do you think are, so like we talk about like with mammoth teamwork and communication is probably one of the most important things other than being in shape and being able to shoot, but, but kind of what sets people apart is um, communication and teamwork and being able to anticipate your partner's next move and all of that. So with this being not, um, it's a team match, but not a team match, with it being the individual scores, it's a little different. So what do you think the keys of success will be for this match versus a match like Mammoth? If I was shooting this match and I was hearing this on YouTube right now, I would be looking for the best partner I could find just like for mammoth or anything else so that they could help me and I could help them. Uh, I would be probably leaning towards like a six, five PRC or a six, five Sherman. Um, it could absolutely be won by six, five 47 or maybe Dasher or something like that. But um, you know, a short action Magnum is going to give you that trajectory that's going to work and it's going to help out. So um, the ballistics of that's going to help. And I would also practice shooting pistol. Uh, you're going to have to shoot pistol at this event. And that's something I think we're lacking right now. Even in the PRS, I hear it all the time, you know, man, I wish I missed my pistol stuff. And I know there's people that hate pistol, but you know what? It, it's all marksmanship and it's part of the event. So I think it's going to be an addition to it. Uh, also, you know, I would make sure that I spent a little bit of time getting out and looking for things out in, out in the hillsides, you know, maybe have somebody come up with something to find and you find it. And I've heard that some guys even use like where's Waldo pictures and they talk each other, like, you know, they'll have it found already one partner will, and they'll talk the other one into where to see it. So whatever that communication is going to be key, but I think it's going to be just like mammoth and the fact that, your, your teamwork's going to help you get a better score and maybe think about bringing a little bit more of a, a rifle than you may have to some of the other events. If you've got a hunting rifle, by all means, bring it. Uh, you could potentially only shoot three rounds per stage or a max of six, so it's not going to burn those barrels out like a PRS match would if you decided to shoot it in that. I've 
I'm still stuck on the playing Where's Waldo as practice. That's epic. Um, so I have received a sponsor list um, as of current. If you want, should I go over that real quick? Yes, please. I, I was planning on doing it, and I apologize to anybody that, that's watching this, uh, you know, but technical difficulties. What can we say? Listen, as long as you bring back a W for that ladies team in France, you'll be for, forgiven. That's the deal. If not, we'll come back live and we'll shame you for, for not being a technology technology master. So Trust we me, have I'm not asking the French if they know who Nancy Kerrigan is. <laughs> so let's go through this real quick. We got Vortex, the NRA, National Rifleman TV, Barrett Rifles, Short Action Customs, Euro Optics, Area 419, Terminus Actions, Badger Ordnance, Kestrel. Kadex, Hawk Hill Customs, Long Shot Cameras, Colt, the Army Rifle Association, Sim is Robotic Targets, Warhorse Development, MDT, Loophold, and Atlas. And Daniel Defense. And Daniel Defense. Um, and then Partners for the Lodging and Hospitality is Dankin Hills Ranch and Two Drummer Smokehouse. Yum, yum. Mm, um, so you said there's pistol. What's the farthest pistol target? Or so we're not, range of one. Sure. I don't know exact, but. Yeah, we're not 100% sure on that. But, um, you know, we're going to be totally fair. You know, if, if we put a target out there at 50 yards, it's going to be fair enough and generous enough that a competent pistol shooter is going to be able to hit it. And um, so... You know, you shouldn't not come because you're worried about the pistol. It's going to be totally doable. Just get out and shoot your pistol a little bit. But um, you might expect seeing some of those targets at, you know, anywhere from super close to, you know, maybe out there at a little bit of the edge of the pistol. And maybe we only give you three shots at it so it doesn't burn your total time up too bad. So for the rifle targets, I know you said it'll be out there a bit, right? I think you said 1,500, but 2, what, oh, 2,000. So it'll be out to 2,000. So what's the, um, like, how's it going to break down? I know like most PRS matches, not all, but most PRS matches, like people worry about a thousand yard target or 1200 yard target. And it's usually like maybe two targets in the match and the rest is inside of a thousand. So like, what's your percentage of, you know, like out to 800, 800 to 1500, 1500 to 2000. Like what, what do you see that looking like? Cause people, it may matter for what caliber people decide. Absolutely. So there will be targets from really close to 2000. We've said that already. And we're going to give you ranges for anything over a thousand. Now they may be in meters. They may be in, <laughs> but you're going to get ranges. Okay. So um, anything inside of a thousand, you're going to be expected to range and engage on your own. So I would say to answer your question, if you could imagine pushing all of the standard PRS averages up about 500 yards that's probably where you're going to be so there's going to be a couple targets at the 1500 to 2000 there's going to be a lot of targets in the 700 to 1200 and there's going to be a few targets in the really close to 400 and there will be a moving target system as well and if you can imagine the way this was laid out it's on a mountainside so there's a ridge line that runs down the mountain and that's the only place on the mountain that we can get the closer ranges is on top of that ridge shooting down that ridge line. So there's only going to be a couple stages with targets, you know, very close to the 500 yard line. Everything else is going to start at 600 and go out to about 1200. This is sounding more and more fun the more you talk. Are you going to have any uh, crazy angles thrown in there? So we hope to. There, there will be angles for sure, but there's a, there's a place on the facility that if we can get it done would offer us almost 45 degrees. Um, and I've shot at a venue before that had an angled shot like this, and it was about 800 yards, and you would use like your 600-yard dope for it. So 
if I can make it happen, I'm absolutely going to do it. But right now there's trees where there needs to be no trees. So <laughs> if we can. Right. That would be interesting. Yep. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of these helicopters that are out buzzing circles around my house could come out, take them down. <laughs> I'm going to shoot from a zip line. I think you should do that. Well, uh, we're open to ideas. If you have any cool ideas like that, please shoot them our way. We're, we're absolutely open. The course of fire is not 100% solid yet. We do have a good um, 18 stages laid out already. The plan is to shoot 10 stages on day one and eight stages on day two. So um, we're going to make the squads just a little bit bigger on day two because people are going to know what's going on and know what to expect. So um, that's the plan as of right now. There's a couple areas that on day one, we're going to run two stages in that area. And in order to do something really, really cool, we're going to only run one there on day two so that it can be completely blind where it wasn't the day before. Sounds fun. So Justin Light wants to know, will the beard be showing wind calls? <laughs> when it gets to that angle, that's when I do that. I'll just take my zero. <laughs> what are the lives we got, Greg? That is all on the live side. So we do have another event to talk about. I've got my PRS two day coming up as well. Are you guys tracking that? I well, I don't want to say I forgot about that, but I wasn't thinking about that when I wrote the notes. Give the the, the down low on that real quick. Yeah, so it's gonna be September third and fourth at Pig River Precision, beautiful venue. If you've never been there, Josh keeps the grass like a golf course, and it's got the beautiful mountain backdrop. Uh, we're gonna be uh, offering a trauma class for everybody that comes there. We've got an amazing instructor that's fixed more bullet holes than pretty much anybody I've ever heard of. He, he was a paid EMT in Richmond, Virginia. So there's a lot of gunshot wounds up there. I totally thought we were going with like somebody that like Iraq or <laughs> Richmond, Virginia. Well, I'll tell you this, uh, you know, a lot of the combat medics got a lot of business, but he's been doing this for like 30 years. So he's fixed them a lot. So anyway, um, He's a really good instructor, Rick Powell. If anybody went to the class last year, he was the same instructor. And we're going to have these training aids that allow you to pack wounds and they're going to be bleeding and stuff while it's you know going on. And you've got to try to fix it and stop the bleed. Um, we're going to have tourniquets for people that come to that class. And we're going to be feeding you. And also the match is going to be awesome. Um, it's going to be a standard PRS two-day format. So if you're in the hunt for the PRS points, come on out. If you've never shot a PRS match, please come on out anyway. You're going to have a great time. We're going to have it set up to where it is beginner friendly, but our course of fire should separate those shooters. I know there's also some concern. We've always done that uh, sling stage and uh, that's kind of getting annoying for some people. So you know what? We're going to we're going to bend to the, the will of the, the shooters and we're not going to host that this year. So um, but, you know, there's going to be some other cool things. Anybody? Yeah. So. That'll be fun. I've, I've heard great things about that match in the past. So. It's live on practice score right now. So go ahead and get signed up for it. It's uh, BPR Rifleman's Revival, September 3rd and 4th. So, so August 16th is when your registration opens for this match. So. Yep. So the Major Land Snipers Cup registration is going to go live on practice score September 16th. And it's going to be 295 bucks. Mm -hmm. And you probably want to be ready because uh, I don't know for sure, but the level of excitement that I'm hearing from the shooters out there, I think it's going to sell out really quick. We're going to register 100 spots. And there's going to be some reserved spots already for our military teams that some of our sponsors are paying for. So if you have a military team, you're active duty military, and you would like to shoot, let me know. And I probably have a free spot for you. Very cool. Always awesome whenever 
we can let some active military go have some fun with guns. <laughs> Enjoy a little bit of it. So we're good on the live side? Yes, ma'am. That's funny. I thought we had a lot at the beginning. I think everybody was just talking about your beard, Andy. <laughs> That's all they were doing. Hey, you know, a lion doesn't complain about his mane. <laughs> oh, I do have one live that just popped up um, from Luke. He said, he may have already answered, does the spotter rotate in and shoot different targets? Or what is the plan for that? So basically go back over how they shoot as a team and who does what? They will shoot the same course of fire. And my intent as of right now is to allow them to shoot that course of fire however they see fit as a team. So if that means one shooter is so much stronger than the other one that he wants to go through it first and then help the other guy, or if they want to alternate, I, I want them to be able to shoot it however they see fit because I think that opens up a level of, um, you know, mental approach that we haven't seen before. So I think it should be really cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty nice. You know, a lot of these matches are so, you know, you must first do this, then do this, then do this, then do this. But it's like, there's just, there, there's, there's targets. I just, just want to shoot them. So that kind of, I, I think that's a really cool way of doing it of here's your three targets. Here's your six minutes. Go. Absolutely. It's interesting. Can they shoot each other's guns? I don't, I don't want that to become the golf caddy thing. So <laughs> um, what I would say is if, if a shooter has a mechanical malfunction and he's going to change guns for the rest of the match, that's not a problem. Um, but the, the intent is that they start and finish the match with one rifle. But no restrictions like one has to have a rifle of this caliber and one has to have no minor, major, no primary, secondary. No, if it's a magazine-fed rifle and it's 338 and below, let her rip tater chip. Mm, tater chips. <laughs> well, I think everybody can just uh, go sign up on that. How many shooters are you going to have? So we're going to do a hundred. Um, and like I said, we're going to, depending on how many military teams we've got pre-registered that the sponsors are going to cover, uh, is going to be dependent on how many we have left for civilians. But I would say there's probably at least 80 spots that are going to come up available on August 16th. So if you're wanting to shoot, get in because it may go very, very quickly. A hundred shooters or a hundred teams? A hundred shooters. So 50 teams. Gotcha. But there's, question, there, there's a question that's going to come up. Hey, I don't have a partner. Uh, what we're going to do is you're going to register with a partner. And at the end of that, if we're still having uh, spots available and you don't have a partner, then we're going to give we're going to allow you to register as individuals and you'll just get paired up randomly. But we don't expect that to happen. I think it's just going to fill up almost instantly. Sounds fun. So everybody has to put on their calendar two weeks from today is the registration, right? Yep. So they can get their slot, get in there, get on TV, get to shoot some, some long distance. Will they be interviewing the... Um, shooters i'm sure it'll happen um there will be a again they're, they're going to be there with the television company and i'm sure that there's going to be some interviews so if uh if anybody doesn't want to be on camera then we can accommodate that but uh otherwise i'm sure if you if you like to have your face out there it's going to give you an opportunity to do that as well <laughs> that is always a fun thing we learn about it especially at the sniper series matches and we're at vortex of like um this person they, they don't have a face or a name you, yeah you can't you can't do them and then some of them are like you just gotta blur my face and i'm like you are the most you move around trying to do it manually i need to get better software to blur people's faces <laughs> stuff like that 
<laughs> makes it interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, everybody needs to put it on their calendar then to do that. Um, get with Andy if you need some training. Get some, uh, shoot some of his matches that he runs up in Virginia. So reach out if you need any of those services from him. And with that, I think we can mo move down to shout outs. Greg, we normally start with you. What you got? I have GSL suppressors, my nice little pew silencer back there on my little 22. Uh, shooters and sharpshooters of Augusta are awesome local indoor and outdoor ranges here in Georgia. PDC Custom, most beautiful rifle chassis known to man. Uh, shooters World Powder, uh, keeps my center fires running good. Hunter's HD Gold, probably one of my favorite things. I am super blind and have horrible vision, but I can see a whole lot better with uh, with those glasses on. It's literally like a, a HDR filter for your your eyes um fix it sticks to take stuff apart and put it back together um hopefully better than worse and uh Bortec because as i continue to learn you're supposed to clean this the whole thing not just a little here or a little there uh, one, one day i'll learn but never before the match will i learn that goodness gracious andy how about you what kind of shout outs you got well None of this would be possible without our creator. I really appreciate God looking out for me and, you know, the sacrifice that Jesus has done for us all. Um, MDT, they were incredible at the very beginning of my journey here working on my own. They hit me up and asked me if I'd help them out. So um, MDT is one of my biggest sponsors and I shoot for Team MDT now and I'm actually on the staff with them doing some, some work with social media and marketing there. Uh, Lone Peak Actions, Vortex Optics, Hawk Hill Custom Barrels, Ice Rifles spins those barrels up and shoots some of the most amazing groups you couldn't even believe. I'm not even going to say it here because people would argue with me and I really don't care that much. Um, we've got, let's see, Trigger Tech Triggers. Thank you so much, Mark and the guys there at Trigger Tech. Uh, I know I'm forgetting. Oh, Peterson Brass. Uh, Peterson Brass is kind of a new guy to the team, uh, you know, as far as Everybody talks about Lapua and they make some great stuff, but Peterson is American made and they inspect every single piece of brass with an optical comparator and camera system. It's incredible. The brass is consistent. It lasts a long time and it's hyper accurate. So don't be afraid to give Peterson brass a try. Um, I think that's it on my end. My beautiful wife, Tammy, she's awesome. She helps me out with all this stuff and, um, the guys over at BPRC, Brian and I run that stuff there. And Brian Lewis does a good job helping me out. Pig River Precision, thank you so much for what you've done for my family and I. Uh, Josh down there, Josh Bandy's pretty amazing and a really great guy. So I know that's a little long, but I really appreciate everything you guys do for me. That's all right. We ought to spend more time thanking people that have helped us get where we are. So I don't mind shout outs taking a little little bit of time that's no worries so and I just want to thank you for coming on and spending what an hour and a half two hours of your time I know you've got a busy schedule and a trip to France and matches to get ready for and a family of your own to um to spend time with so I appreciate you coming on and doing that and I appreciate everything that you do for the sh shooting sports with um running matches and and all the coaching and all um, I know it's very appreciated uh, with all the shooters. So I want to thank you for that and just shout you out for that. And with that, it'll be a wrap for episode 383 and we will see y'all next time. Thanks everybody. <laughs>